everybody. Welcome back to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. With me tonight, as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zellinger. We've got a great episode for you tonight because it is March, so that means there is Mint to be Madness. And we're going to cover men and women's basketball heading into the, the tournaments real quick. Of course, the Lady Tigers are the only ones that are going to be participating, but I don't know. I think the, the men, they kind of showed us a little something in the tournaments but then you know then again they they also showed us what the, what they learned in the in the, uh, in the second game we'll, we'll talk about that uh we'll talk about some college basketball hires uh will wage probably not going to coach at lsu again but does he have to go far <laughs> and uh i don't know i think it's kind of remarkable there's eight sec teams in the tournaments of course there's pre- pretty much only like one standout all the rest were kind of middle of the road like most of them were like ranked seven and above so there's like what alabama and tennessee one and four uh everyone else is is in that back half of the pack we'll talk about that lsu had another football commit we'll talk about that as well uh just you know there's never seems to be a down week in the spring or slash winter but um i'm checking with you guys first as always how was your week how, uh you know how's, how's it looking forward this week a lot of stuff going on oh Man, good to be with you. A lot of a lot going on this week. Um, I mean, like you said, you know, we got the March Madness starting off, the LSU, you know, moving on. A lot of news, um, and you know, excited to excited to just keep keep rolling on. Um, what about you, Daniel? Yeah, I had a nice weekend. I actually got to hang out with Tommy and some others for a bachelor party in New Orleans. So we had a, our own little March Madness uh, there, but everybody came out in one piece, thankfully. So I was able to to fly home yesterday and, and pod with y'all today. So uh, glad to, to break down all the, the news here. Right on. I don't think anyone's probably had their brackets filled out yet. We can, I guess, sit there for the next pod and see how we did after the first weekend. But I haven't even looked at one. Um I don't know if we'll uh, if we're going to accept them on air, but we could. I don't know if we'll do a bracket pool, but uh, we'll at least follow our 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 hits and losses here as the as the madness ensues. But uh, I don't know. I guess uh, start with the we'll start with the bad first. I'd like to get that out of the way. Um, men's basketball actually went one and one in the SEC tournament, which was I don't know. Again, it's something. It's like you would see things throughout the season that would kind of give you hope, but then the next game, you know, it was just kind of reverting back to the to the same old thing. I, I think that we saw that in the tournament, uh, but you could see. I don't know. You could see some fight at least. Uh, you know, it's like there's a lot of the games this year where LSU was probably in the lead at half, maybe even uh, most of the way through the second quarter. I don't know. Maybe maybe just like the first third of the uh, second half or whatever. Uh, and then they would just eventually lose it. You know, they could still even be up by double digits in the second half and end up losing by the same amount. So it was just, there was something about some, you know, this, this team having swings coming against them for them too, but mostly against them. Uh, I feel like that's why they lost a lot of games. They just couldn't, I don't know. They just couldn't stop. And we kind of saw that, but I think all in all a good showing, they got one win. I don't know. Heading into the off season, I know Matt McMahon's hosting um, a, a nice recruit this weekend, but uh, I don't know. It's we kind of thought we would have a pass, you know, like a mulligan season, maybe this first go around, since he, like Brian Kelly, kind of threw it together at the last minute based on the circumstances. So I don't know what 
what do you do you think we could you know what what do you think of the uh the end of the season but also what what do you think lies forward leading into the next season well it's overall obviously a disappointing season finishing 14 and 19 uh going 2 and 18 to to close the season now i believe which is really rough to to watch as an LSU fan. I mean, basketball has never been the premier sport at LSU. Obviously, football takes the cake in that regard, but there's a lot of people who enjoy it, and it's fun to watch getting through the the cold winter months when there's something exciting going on in the PMAC, and that excitement uh, was pretty quickly fizzled in the second half of the season, and so I don't really know where Matt McMahon is going to take the program this year. Lots of fans calling for his job at this point, and they're pretty, uh, they they got a pretty good argument in that regard, (laughs) but I don't think they're going to fire him at this point. What's likely going to happen is it's going to be another transfer portal fiesta like last year where they haven't really announced much at this point. That'll probably start after the the tournament, who's leaving and who uh, McMahon is targeting to come in. The, the guys we brought in last year, some of them played all right at times, but the cohesion was never really there overall. And so it's it's hard to say what type of players you need to go because we had a mix of uh, Power 5 experience and then a lot of his old players at Murray State. I would say probably try and go for people with more higher level experience at this point because we did see the talent gap a lot in the SEC play where our guys just, guys just weren't up to snuff. Um, that being said... Uh, there, there's hope for the future, I suppose, but um, right now all the, the momentum on the basketball court is in the women's favor. So kind of just ready to to move on from this, especially since baseball has been playing so well, but um, another season in the books. Yeah. Another season in the books. Um, gosh, a lot more disappointing than I thought it'd be. Um, I was a little bit more, you know, optimistic maybe going into the, going into the season, but uh Gosh, not great. And I don't know if there's, if there's a, a, you know, I I don't feel like this was a rebuilding year and like the way it's like, okay, but look, like, look at the talent we have coming out. Like, it's just, we're just very young or we just had a bad injury. No, this is kind of what we got. And it was just kind of not good. Um, Like Daniel said, I'm kind of ready to move on. Um, Are they going to fire him? Probably not. Should they? Eh, I don't know. But it's very difficult, and I think like what you were kind of leading into when when we see where our former coach is going, and you kind of see the fallout of that. Um, I don't know if he. I don't know if he would have. You know, I don't know how much better. Right. I mean, you would think he would be better, but I don't know. We can get into that, Scott. Where is where is uh, William Wade going? Uh, he's just gone a few exits down I ten, actually, Tommy. Um, he's going to be heading over to beautiful Lake Charles. I, I'm pretty sure Will Wade never thought he'd be saying to himself i need a real estate agent in lake charles yeah but now he does and you know what kudos to him i did think it was interesting uh i feel like we're going to jump the gun here because there is i don't know i still a couple of thoughts on men's basketball but since we're on the topic uh do you think that was kind of strategic like he could have gone anywhere in the country probably at that level because it was you know for all intents and purposes maybe a, a step down uh I don't know, program wise, or at least conference wise. So it's like, do you think he's staying close to Baton Rouge for a reason? Just in case things don't work out with the current administration. I don't know. I feel like in everything I've heard with him is like, I don't think it ended 
nicely for him. I don't think they're on good terms. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know exactly, but I've I've heard you know look like it, you know it was not like a cordial. I mean, he got fired, mm-hmm. and really, you know, in some ways, you could say he was thrown under the bus to try and save other people's skins or to save the program. Um, I almost I think it's more of a. I would imagine it's a, it's more of a shrewd play for for um, uh, McNeese because you know this is a guy who's recruited Louisiana in the area for what four or five years now. So, I mean, it's going to be, I think he'll be able to fall in maybe a lot easier, you know, as opposed to if he'd gone to, you know, somewhere up in Connecticut or if he'd gone to somewhere in yeah. Montana. But do you really yeah. think he and LSU are going to be able to go after the same recruits and like he's going to like lure a, I, I don't even know who to, I don't even have a comparison to give you. Like, I don't know, just a, a Tremont Waters away from LSU, so to speak. No, no, I, no, not at all. But I do think that like, when you're when you're recruiting and when you're we have experience like you're watching everybody you know it's like you might be what like he's you know he might be what he might remember or he might have been watching javante smart and at the time there was uh, one of his teammates who's not good enough to play at lsu but hey that's a pretty good player and i, I remember him playing at scotlandville you know yeah it's just, and, just stuff like that and louisiana has never really been like a basketball recruiting hotbed there's you'll have some players step up every now and then but uh Usually there's a lot of like kind of the three star, sometimes four star guys. But I mean, a, a name like Will Wade who's produced uh, NBA talent before. Uh, I could see them staying local and, and trying to get some playing time at McNeese. And plus, he just brings some cachet to that program. I mean, there's not that many. Obviously, we're more tuned into it because he was at LSU. But I feel like he's a nationally pretty well-known name and then now he's coaching at McNeese and so that'll bring attention there and hopefully they can they can build out their program and compete and I think they're in the Southland conference uh but yeah I don't I don't see him coming back to LSU anytime soon but it does give a uh, pause as to what LSU basketball's future will look like in the next coming couple of years and possibly in the future with, uh after Matt McMahon yeah maybe he's not staying close because he wants to come back but he just wants to Dig it to the Tigers. <laughs> I think I think that totally could be it too. If he goes, if he you know goes down like you said, like you know two hours down the road, two and a half hours down the road, and he starts winning. I mean, obviously it's not the same because it's it's McNeese. It's not you know it's not like he's going to Alabama or, or the the thought what last week was he's going to Ole Miss. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was obviously that was BS. But uh, I, I feel like Will Wade has one thing going for him and that's just his own history. Like he, he went from a lower school and came to LSU and was going to succeed, you know, until all this stuff came out. But, um, you know, they, they, I understand there's animosity because they fired him, but I mean, honestly, when you step back and look at things, they, he, he kind of left him no choice, like based on that and the title nine stuff. I don't know. I don't know how much that involves with it, but still it's like he was on tape saying something and I don't know. I think the timing of everything is suspect too. You know, it's all that. And then Mark Emmert stepping down. I don't know. Maybe he said, look, uh, whatever he said, maybe he said something, maybe he said nothing at all, but well, I don't know. I think if, they're just if, trying to avoid anything possible. If Mark Emmert has anything to do with it, it would involve LSU because Mark Emmert and Scott Woodward are, are very close. You know, like Mark Emmert was, was Scott Woodward's mentor as far as, you know, kind yeah. of that management track of higher education. So I, I do think that, you know, and I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I don't, but 
I think Scott Woodward made his decision based on basically based on what uh, him and Mark Emmert kind of negotiated, which, you know, you would think you're typically, I don't, I don't think any other college would really get that. But when you have the, when you're best, you know, best buds with the chair, with the top of the top guy that you're eight of the NCAA, um, I feel like that. So I think that Mark Emmert wanted, wanted Will Wade gone, wanted him out of the game or wanted him out of, you know, out of division one kind of top level winning basketball. And he told his buddy, like, look, I'll make it easier on you. If you do that. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I can't refute it. Um, but as it stands, um, I don't know if that, I mean, if they ever played each other, that would be, that would be, interesting but i don't know again i i still think will wade has you know has his own name i think guys that maybe wouldn't be able to go to their dream school like if they'd want to stay close i don't know it's an option right like guys follow matt mcmahon here obviously for a different reason but still it's like you know something about a coach can attract him it's like well, yeah I mean, think about Smart like could have gone elsewhere but he chose will wade and his 50 grand instead of somebody else's 50 grand or, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, also like, like think about it, like Hugh Freeze, you know, like Liberty was not a, had no tr- real, you know, program. They, they played football. That was about it. They didn't, you know, yeah. have some tradition or anything, but he was a big name guy. He would won and coached and been highly ranked and, you know, coached great players, NFL talent. And he was able to turn that into a, um, you know, into a, a very nice program at their level. Um, the the sad thing is, I think like Hugh Freeze, Will Wade's not going to just stay at McNeese for. He's not just going to be there for the rest of his career. Like after a couple of years, if he does well there, he'll probably be back in Division One college football. I mean, college baseball, basketball, and he might be. Uh, he might even be coaching against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. There's there's been a few guys that had to go down but came back up. You know, it's kind of like uh, Major League Baseball. It's like just because you go down to the minors doesn't mean you won't come back up ever again. He's yeah. got to earn it again, basically. Um, so that's that's what's going on with the men. As far as Tiger fans that are still unsettled, I, I think you're looking at least one or two more seasons. Of this. I, I think LSU is going to give the guy at least three seasons before they would do something because of, you know, what happened in his, you know, before he got here and while he's been here. Uh, let's see how he manages uh, the off season now that he doesn't have his former team to like you know pull from. Uh, I don't think that's a knock at all. It's just you know at this point it's it's a fact. Like he doesn't he doesn't have another team to pull from to get players because he needs players. Uh, I mean the guys left before he got there, so how could you blame him for that? But um, like I said, he's he's going to host a recruit tomorrow. There's there's obviously going to be some more now that the season is completely over. But, you know, it's, it's more time to reflect and, and work on what you need to do. The women, on the other hand, made it as a three-seat. I, I don't know. I still think that's pretty good. They did go 28-2. Their only loss was to, another one, to the number one team in the country and then Tennessee by two in the SEC tournament, who they actually, actually already beat this season. But they only lost by two in a tournament game. But I don't know. It's, that wasn't a good enough for a two-seed. Make of that what you will. But they are three-seeds. Uh, they're going to start out with Hawaii. Um, I don't know. I, even if they're even if they're one, you know, they're one seed lower than what they maybe could have been. I, I don't know. I think it sets up well for them because, again, there's only been two teams in the country that they're able to better them. 
one yeah. being the number one team. So I, I think the Tigers, whatever they were going to draw was going to be fine. Let them disrespect. We'll take, you know, they'll take that chip on their shoulder and go forward. Yeah. They didn't get a whole lot of love from the committee, getting the three seed instead of the two with only the two losses, like you mentioned. Uh, however, the good thing about that this year, that the women's tournament is kind of weird. Like LSU is hosting their game against Hawaii in Baton Rouge uh, on this Friday, and if they win that, then they'll play still at home against the winner of Michigan and UNLV. Um, and so I don't, I don't know a whole ton about the women's hoops, so I couldn't tell you about those teams. But um, I would favor LSU to come out of our little quadrant at least to the Sweet 16 and and hopefully beyond. So that'll give uh, the Tiger fans something to watch this weekend uh, on the women's side. And glad to to get at least a strong performance from them and, and prove the haters wrong. Yeah. And then the only other positive is that South Carolina is on the opposite side of the bracket. It's basically 63 teams versus them at this point. Yeah. Um, so whoever meets South Carolina in the final is already kind of won their own tournament in, in a sense. So good luck to LSU there. And yeah, hopefully Mulkey can make it ride because we made a tournament pretty high seat last year. And I think we bounced in the second round maybe. Um, so looking to improve on that this year. Amen. Yeah. Um, and how about uh, how about were you going to say something, Tommy? No, I, was just, I mean I, I totally agree with Daniel. Yeah. you're absolutely. Uh, right. I, I just thought it was kind of great that there are eight men's teams that that made the tournament. Also, um, it's it's interesting too, though. It's like it's kind of flips. Like Kentucky, you know, they didn't win the SEC. They're they're like kind of middle of the pack now. I mean, they're still they still got good players. Calipari can get good players. It's just not you know they're not like tops in the country. Um, Alabama is that right now. And then, you know, everyone else is that, you know, then there's us uh, and Ole Miss who like fired their coach before they even played us. But uh, still says something like LSU is not just a football school. Yeah. Like you said, do they have to, does Alabama have to be great at everything? Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, They've never really been in this position, right? Like I can't remember a time. Like I remember Arkansas being, title contenders in the nineties. I don't remember a time unless it was before my time that Alabama was ever like title contender in basketball. No, maybe one off year, but that was otherwise now. Yeah. I mean, as much as he is hateable, uh, Nate notes has done a pretty good job with the Alabama program. He's kind of what I think LSU fans are like dreaming that like Will Wade could have been at LSU. Yeah. Uh, now, now he's got Alabama on top and they're recruiting at a high level each year as well. They're pulling in five star players, um, and they got probably the, the best player in the country, Brandon Miller, who, who's also in the, in the midst of kind of those, um, the, the gun charge thing, but he's still out there on the court and they're the hottest team in the country right now. So I think they're the favorite, um, Houston would have been right up there with them, but they lost their star player in the semifinals of their conference tournament. So that kind of knocks their, their chances down, which is too bad. Um, did y'all have any other kind of like title contenders or, uh, or bracket busters, I suppose. I actually filled my bracket out earlier, and I did did a lot of chalk. I had Kansas beating Alabama in the championship. I um I correctly picked Kansas to win last year, actually, and now I got them back to back. Uh, but I didn't have too many like big upsets. Um, I had Miami in the Final Four as well, so we'll see if the U can pull Ooh. it off. I don't really know what inspired me to do that, but <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, maybe it's just my my physical proximity to the city of Miami at this point. Mm. Whatever it takes. I've you know, seen many, many polls where women do pretty good for a few rounds. You know, like, oh, I was just picking the jerseys. You know, sometimes it yeah. doesn't matter. 
the, the people that get the best brackets after the first two, three rounds, it's like it's, they're not using logic. Who knows what they're using? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't have any picks yet. Tommy, what about you? I really don't either because – and and I think we kind of talked about it. When, with LSU being as bad as it's been, I, it's kind of turned me off from college basketball in general to where I, yeah. I haven't wanted to watch the other teams. <laughs> um, I do – I like Alabama a lot. I've, I've actually – I think probably the most I've watched – most college basketball I've watched other than LSU this year has been Alabama, which is weird. I don't know why. I think it's just because – I guess they've been so good that they've been like – kind of the featured game on you know espn or wherever so i've watched i've watched them um I, I could see them winning it but other than that i really haven't dove into it yet as far as um uh you know trying to get my bracket right i guess you know purdue purdue, purdue we were we were uh, talking all about purdue this weekend because the the guy we were with on a bachelor trip he's, he's a purdue grad and um and you know, uh, they look good. They they they've been hot all year. You know, we're number one in the nation at, at, at points in this uh, at, at points. So um, they're another one to watch. And I guess that I mean that's still chalk though. So I don't I don't have a uh, a real dark horse right now. Um, but ULL's in there, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, you know, something to think about. Yeah. Also, something to think about is looking out for those teams that might have. I don't know, just in cra- a crazy stat like Kennesaw State, like this is their first year making the tournament. There's a part of me that thinks, you know what, maybe they could make it a couple rounds and shock some people just because of that. Because, you know, you're, they're going to mention it to you during the broadcast like a mm-hmm. hundred times. Yeah. So look I'm out just, for that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of hoping there's another team like St. Peter's last year, the 15 seed that went on to the Elite Eight. That was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, just out of nowhere. Um, I guess we had, it has been a few years since we had that 16 seed beat Virginia. I don't think that'll happen again at this point. Was that with sister Jean? No, sister Jean was Loyola Chicago, who is unfortunately not in the field this year. So we won't be getting a sister Jean highlights, Uh, but she's still kicking though. Yeah. Yeah, She's like a hundred, 102 and still supporting them. So, so good for her, I suppose. Um, but there's always some like crazy storyline that kind of emerges, like the dark horse team that makes a run or like the star that goes down early. Um, so excited to see what, what it all brings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Uh, fill out those brackets quickly. Um, but something that you probably can be happy about time I mean, make you almost even forget about LSU men's basketball. And that would be LSU baseball. Uh, coming in hot for four and zero on the week. They've won like nine straight, and they're pretty much just run ruling folks at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's pretty much all they did this week. Uh, but I, I will say, I got a few points, positive points, just to build on what we've we've said already. Because obviously, you know, the team's good. Uh, you can definitely see the firepower in the lineup. But um, I'll I'll say what I have to say. But what what, what do you guys think? Is it because you know? It's been what it has been so far, and it's looked great, except for that one game. Um, but this week begins SEC play. We do have a, a midweek game against Uno first, but then after that, we we travel to College Station to play Texas A&M, who's also ranked in the uh, you know in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So, do you think? Uh, oh man, we're we're firing on all, firing on all cylinders, and uh, I. I I think we'll we'll do fine. Or you're like, well, I don't know. It's it's been against subpar competition. I guess it kind yeah, of yeah. I, I think there's definitely something to be said for the competition. Um, something that does concern me. I've watched uh, I've watched a number of these games so so far. Um, 
I do. I still think the relief pitching is a, is a, is a challenge. Um, and I've seen, uh, and specifically like when I watched, uh, on the past Wednesday night, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. Um, you know, Helm, Helmers came in and he struggled and then what? Not that I just, I remember, I remember us going and talking in real time about that. And, uh, <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead. I, I can't refute it. I can't refute Actually, it. I was about to say, okay. I think I know what you're laughing about. Didn't I like text something like Helmers has not pitched a, a good inning of baseball in his career. <laughs> I, I don't think it was that part. I think you just said, I don't think I've seen Helmers. That, pitch. Yes. So. Yeah, that's true. I, I personally <laughs> have not seen him. Now, have I watched every outing of his? No. Have I watched many? Yes. <laughs> um, I, but regardless, and not to single him out, but, you know, I think really pitching has been something that we've, we've struggled a little bit with. Um, and I could see, you know, in, in SEC play, you're, you know, your, your number one guy, you hope he doesn't get rocked, but he could. And he, you know, he might be, it might just, might just not have it. And you need to, you need to move on to somebody else. Um, I'm hoping maybe we can sure that up a little bit more. Um, other than that, I, I kind of do have to say, I think we're on all cylinders. The hitting is, gosh, I mean, you could hit as many, you could hit, you could drive in half as many runs as on average as we put in, you know, this, uh, in the per- first however many games and win a lot of games. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. We're, actually leading the nation in run differential per game at eight point plus 8.8, which means that we're hitting it on average, at least nine runs a game. And that would be holding them to zero. Uh, so both the offense and the pitching has really stepped up. Um, like we said, repeatedly the the bats were expected to be hot this year with all the firepower we have behind the plate, but the pitching I think has been a welcome surprise, both with Paul Skeens being as advertised and then Ty Floyd, uh, pitching well, which he showed flashes of last year. And then Thatcher Hurd, after his rough first outing, he's really settled down and come into his own as well. I was so excited to see all three of those guys start um, in the SEC. We got this series at A&M coming up. Uh, so this will be good to see if we get some positive production against a, a close team and a true road series. And I think if we go two and one and take the series from A&M, that'll be a, a big success. And because A&M is not a bad team either. They're kind of towards the bottom of the top 25 and yeah, promise of a, a good campaign going down the stretch. Um, I think we're, we're well-rounded, like I said, with pitching, hitting and fielding. Yep. Um, and then kind of all that remains is for Jay Johnson to put together kind of his ideal lineup. Cause he still has been switching a lot of guys around against this weaker competition. And we, we've got promise across the board. Um, we hit like, I don't even know the number, but it was a lot of home runs against Samford. Uh, so everybody's got power and uh, hoping for, for that to continue. But it's exciting baseball to watch uh, and um, looking forward to the rest of the season. Them playing yeah. against Samford was just, just look, it just looked, it was just like just sad. Oh, and, and then on, <laughs> on the point you had at the, at the beginning, Scott, about the weaker competition, that is true. But a lot of the other SEC teams are playing against weak competition as well. They, they're scheduling their own Samfords and Butlers and whatnot. And th- Nobody else is run ruling teams the way we are. Right. So I, I, you can't say transitive property in this instance, but uh, we have looked really good. 
True. And I guess one thing we can use to compare against ourselves from last year is like all these midweek games that we have, you know, we're, we're run ruling them as opposed to like, Oh my God, did we just lose to Uno? Oh my geez. We just lost to Tulane. What we're losing all these midweek games. I think we lost one to McNeese state or something last week or last year, you know, it's just, okay. It was just unusual. Uh, Cause it's supposed to just kind of keep you, keep you fresh for the, for the next uh, weekend series. But, we were losing those games. I don't, I don't have that fear this year. Um, and yeah, the, the power is obviously there. Um, but I, I think the, the problem that uh, Jay Johnson has is like, he's just trying to juggle and just use these guys as much as he can. Cause you know, you're not gonna, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep everybody happy, but he has so many good people that he can use. If even if one guy's off for like a game, he just brings somebody in, they're ready to go. He's he's got freshmen that are like knocking it out of the park, so to speak. Like Jared Jones, the guy's leading the team in homers. He's got six. He hit he <laughs> he had four consecutive at bats over two games, all homers. Two of them were three run dingers. So that's like that's that's why you don't see Trey Morgan head first base. So I, I I think we're really blessed with riches in this area. Yeah. Of course you need the pitching, you need the pitching to kind of help balance that out. But I think we finally got it. You mentioned something about the, you know, the relief of Tommy. I, yeah, I hear you. I can't really, uh, I, I can't argue against it yet. Cause you know, I don't know if we have a shutdown ace that can come in on the bottom of the ninth, if we're on the road and you know, like we're up by one run, but I, I feel better about our starting rotation. Cause I think we finally have one. Right. Oh, absolutely. So no, you starting got, you pitching, gotta... I mean, I love it. And I think, I think we're in a very good place. If I had to, you know, it's just like, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to be critical and, and really nitpick things. It, sure. That's the one, that's the one area. I mean, cause I find me, find me a way to nitpick that, that, uh, that offense. Right. Ah, uh, like, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Get back to us. So, um, although I don't know there's, it's, <laughs> It's 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 hit or miss with these guys, haha. Ha. Man, there's just so many. Anyway, they're 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 coming easy tonight. But you saw the Tigers. What was it in that? Uh, I don't think it was that game against Hawaii, uh, Iowa. But then they also had one this weekend where they had the bases loaded, no outs, basically, and they just they couldn't do anything with it. Uh, but as a as the opposing team, you know that's probably only going to happen once. Because other than that. If these Tigers get going like that, they're going to score in droves and they're going to at least put five on the board if they get going in that situation. And that's when it's like, you know, demoralizing. That's how they can score for the next inning, you know. But um, looking forward, yeah, it is it is tough for Tom competition, but I, I think we're ready for it because we have three solid starters. And then you got Ackerman coming in for like three, well, two innings, but the guy – you only give up one hit. So between him and Ty Floyd, man, they, they shut him down. I, I, at this point, I don't know what we said. We said about the competition, but that's, that's still pretty good. Yeah. Shut, shut him Chase, down to like one hit almost. Yeah. Chase Shores has been throwing well as also. So he's looking like he might kind of slot into the weekday guy. Um, so, I mean, if you have four people that can start, uh, you can't ask for too much more in college baseball, especially when LSU has been struggling for at least, two solid starters over the past maybe three seasons yeah and then you look at uh our day one starter skeins he has four consecutive double digits strikeout games 
couldn't tell you the last time that that's ever happened at LSU baseball. Don't think it, I don't know if it has, at least not in recent memory. Um, but like, I don't know. I feel, I, I feel really excited about it. We'll see what happens in college station, but I, I like our chances anyway. Any final thoughts on, uh, on baseball? I think that's yeah. about it for the diamond. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is what it is. They, they started doing this thing there where they take a picture after each game. Jay Johnson mm-hmm. gets out the, you know, basically the scorecard and you give, and then they take a team picture. I don't know. I feel like Jay Johnson, at the beginning of the season said, Oh, we could probably win one this year. I'm just going to document every single step. That's my uh, yeah. I kind of don't blame him. Like, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm going to hold my thoughts. Let's let's see SEC play, but you know, if if, if this continues sure. and we have a good we have a good week this week, um, we might be in for something special. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they would do that instead of like pick you know some thrift store mink to wear after a home run. You know, just like mm-hmm. go go that route. I, I, I'd rather than do something different other than like the. The, the interception, the turnover chain, <laughs> you know, whatever that is in baseball. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, well, I mean, uh, football starting practice, things are looking good. Uh, we did pick up a commit this week. Daniel, do you, do you have anything on him other than his name? Cause I have that, but I don't know if you had anything else. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Um, oh, okay. Kind of low four star Devon keys linebacker um, out of Texas. He's actually the fifth linebacker um, in our 2024 class out of 11 people. So I don't wow. know why we've got so many people rolling in at the, at the linebacker spot. Maybe one of them ends up falling away at some point or, or more of them, but uh, yeah, I guess it's good that positive momentum keeps rolling in for the uh, Tigers on the recruiting trail, especially as we just had the first week of, of spring training practice uh, this past week. So that energy is, is picking up a little bit as well. I don't know if we ha- anybody has any kind of a, notes from the the training or or things to watch there not really Um, i mean yeah i mean i i just think that i'm I'm a little bit i just feel like there's a bit there's a bit of a a lull in football in general right now like lsu football that is and i'm just eager i'm eager to start seeing some of the i haven't seen any like the you know video or anything come out yet i'm eager to especially when they have the press days where you know, they'll, they'll let kind of everybody go in there and film and stuff because I, we had some people transfer. We had some people, um, you know, move on or when, and I was thinking about it, um, actually, you know, when, when I, when I was looking at some of the, re, uh, recruiting things, like, you know, we had some recruits who committed, who signed, signed the letters of intent and never made it like, uh, that went safety, Michael Darty, I think. Um, so, you oh, know, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm optimistic. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm obviously, I'm always ready for football season, but I just feel like, I feel like it's been very quiet, especially since, you know, we didn't have a big signing. We had that. We had our early signing day was like kind of it. And so once we were finished, you know, we didn't, I I feel like we haven't heard much since like the bowl game. We haven't, um, but there has been news that's kind of coming gone. And I think in the, in the, in the advent of like the 24 hour, every second like news cycle it's like until you were just talking about that it's like i completely forgot about you know the whole malik neighbors thing where charges were dropped and i i don't know if that's going to be an issue i they're still saying they're going to handle it internally 
don't don't know what that means. But I mean, if there's no charges there, I don't know if he should miss any game time. But um, yeah, other than that, pretty quiet. No news is good news. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. The only thing I have was that that, um, looking thin at running back because uh, John Emery is having more academic issues, not on the field. Armani Goodwin and Josh Williams both recovering from injuries. So we were down to the true freshman with Trey Holly and um, I think – or forgetting someone, but I know Trey Holly was out there, but still, yeah, it's like, I don't, this is a problem that we've had for the past four years, basically since Clyde left. Um, so we, we need somebody solid at running back. I guess we'll, we'll find that out. And then I've heard Mason Smith is out there working and, and running again, not doing like full contact, but that's good for him is coming off the ACL injury still only like four months ago, which is, is a short time, but hope yeah. he can get back to full strength. And that doesn't limit his star potential uh, this year. Yeah, no, I think, it, yeah, we, I mean, we're not going to hear him during the spring game, uh, but definitely plenty to see. Um, as far as Trey Holly, you know what? Bring it. Uh, guy was Mr. Louisiana. I, I, I think we, we could use it. He could be our new Clyde. He could just make a name for himself freshman year. Uh, and as far as all those linebackers, what we had five, you said so far in this class. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like they're looking for that next Harold Perkins. Like LSU has kind of had a good run on linebackers the last few years it's a great selling point like we just got our first butt kiss winner in Devin White and uh like we didn't really drop off after that um you know we had Damone Clark and now we got Harold Perkins who was a freshman so yeah it's like you can find guys that can play it as a freshman so yeah I mean maybe maybe that's our you know maybe that's kind of our our strategies is um you know looking for looking for guys who can play like the the um all the experts have said Trey Holly's on was almost ready day one. You know what I mean? Like he's he's supposed to be the real deal. I think the only real knock against him has been his size. Um but I mean, like you said, Scott, our one of our favorite running backs, Claude, he, he wasn't the biggest guy. Mm-mm. No, and he, he did just fine. Um yeah, so other than that, guys, I I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about it because a lot, lot remains to be seen, but in a good position in the offseason. Oh, and we did sign that line that lineman from Maryland. So oh, yeah. There was that. Unless you shorn up that offensive line. Guy's got two years left. He's a graduate transfer. Bring it on. Eat your butt off. Enjoy it, son. So <laughs> we'll have that to look forward to in the fall. Um, and other than that, guys, I don't know. I mean, we could we could talk about some more stuff, but uh, we could also cut it out early. I think that might be a good place to to wrap it up. I think we got all the the big hits. Good luck to LSU women's basketball in the tournament, and uh, good luck to everyone in their bracket pools out there. Um, everyone can do the classic office talk of having your bracket busted at like six p.m. on Thursday after the very first game. So uh, that's always kind of fun a little bit cringe but enjoyable as yeah. well mm-hmm. yeah well maybe we can do something next next week where we uh you know we just we uh we stick our chests out and we put our brackets out there show yeah. people what we chose yeah maybe just join, uh, in, the, join in the show, we show our bus online um, live. Yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly all right well until then i hope everyone has a good week uh 
think over, you know, over, be sure to overanalyze all your uh, bracket picks and we will have uh, plenty of LSU news on the other end of this first weekend of March Madness. So until then, have a good week, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tapes.